This episode is brought to you by Creative Edge Publicity. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Let Fear Bounce. I am your host, Kim Langling, and I am so happy that you are spending just a small part of your day with myself and my very special guest today, Charles Brakefield and Rox Berkey. Now, this is a writing duo, folks. I've not had that on my show before, so I'm so excited to have them share their journey. Now, Charles, he's a technology expert in security, networking, voice, and anything digital. And he, he enjoys writing and studying World War II history, travel, and cultural exchanges. Now, Rox, she is a technology professional who excels at optimizing technology and business investments. And she writes white papers and documentation, but she's found that she has a marked preference for writing fiction. Charles and Rox, Thank you for sharing up, sharing up, showing up with me today on Let Fear Bounce. I've been excited about this conversation. So welcome. It it sounds like it, Kim. We're happy to be here. Thank you. (laughs) I love doing this. I love meeting new people. It's fun. So off mic, I was saying that I am, I am not technology challenged. And I had, you know, just jokingly said, you know, don't you just love technology? And then I realized who I was talking to, two technology experts. <laughs> so you guys actually do love technology. Now you're, you have a series, the Enigma series. That's right. Yeah. You're a, a writing duo, which I just find fascinating and I love it. So I want to ask my first question I want to toss out at you is how did you two come together to start writing and get this series out into the world? Well, uh, Roxanne and I uh, met up at a, uh, at a technology company, and we were in the uh, professional services group, and they would send us to other companies, charge us, uh, charge us on a per hour basis, and help them figure out problems. That's the net net of it. I mean, um, I don't think you want the mind numbing detail that goes along with some of the stuff that we do. <laughs> yeah, Roxanne uh, is, is agreeing with you. Know, no, no, please don't. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll put everybody to sleep. Um, but part of the deal was to uh, write the results up and they had to look professional. And so we got to polishing them pretty good. And, and then Roxanne surprised me one day and said, hey, um, we got this publishing company wants us to write the you know, nonfiction stuff for them, uh, technical manuals, how to move, how to, how to migrate, that kind of stuff. So, you know, we said, sure. You know, what we found was as soon as they were finished, though, it might take us three to four months, they were out of date. After the second book, uh, I said I, um, I I I got mad. I, I gathered up all my marbles and stomped off, and and uh, said I'm not I'm not going to do this any longer. Rocks is the person that uh, you you don't just say no thank you anymore. She showed back up, and you want your side of the, tell your side of the story, Roxanne. Yeah. So <clears throat> I had kind of been playing around in the background with the beginning of the first book in the series, which is the Enigma Factor. And, you know, kind of roughed out some things that would be fun to do. And I, I, I took it over and had him review it. And I said, you know, take a look at this. And if you like it, keep in mind, this is a place where we can kill people and not go to jail. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, he did too. And so we, we kind of started down the path. And, and um, it's interesting because we work in two separate locations. We do transmit information digitally to be able to accomplish this. And we get together periodically and walk through the story threads that we're trying to do for for what we want to tell for this particular story. 
but you know, storytelling is a lot of fun. It is. It is a lot of fun. Now, share with our share with our listeners how many books are in this series. So uh, we're uh, we're we're at twelve books for the um, for the main series, um, and they range in uh, in topics that are um, the background to the, to the stories are um, technical threats. Uh, is the best way to put them. So we we lead off with the uh, the first one, which is identity theft, and then we uh, we step into um, satellite surveillance uh, for a couple of bad boys that uh, don't want their illegal operations to be noticed too well. Um, and then, well, we uh, we cover several different topics. The the last two that uh, that we hit on are sort of companions, um, but it, they're uh, they're about the AI wars, artificial intelligence, and who won that uh, that that competition. So um, we exercise a lot of the uh, the different uh, topics that are remain in our in our world um and a lot of that technology is already finding its way into our homes um you know if you if you, if you holler alexa too loud uh, she says what 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 so um and those are kind of the, the creepy things that, uh, that we see uh showing up and uh but we we take that and we make them in subtext uh, and background background information to the threats and the stories and we bake each one of the stories to make them so that they're um enjoyable by themselves but they are richer if you read them in sequence. So in, in the books, there's always kind of a love interest thing going on, isn't there? There's there a- is. I mean, these are people and they, they uh, some of the characters, which are part of the R group or the cyber good guys, our heroes. Um, yes, they, they are having some relationships that grow up over time. And so that's something that people do track on. Um, you know, it, and they have their ups and downs, right? I mean, sometimes relationships don't go well. Sometimes they go well, really well. So it, it's kind of that human factor that we, we bake in along with all the technology threats because it almost takes the human being saying, yeah, we're going to overcome this. We have strength. We can do this. When you're writing those, when you've got, when you guys are, you know, coordinating and writing these stories together, do you rocks on your end are you like the female voice in as the writer how does that work with you guys so that's a really good question um so we do each write different chapters and certainly um i think in many ways charles does better when we're talking about a guy character whereas maybe i do better with a female character or we say you know there's no lady in the world that would ever say that or there's no guy that would ever jump up and down and say that but we each do write both sides of the tale and then we smooth it. So it sounds like a single voice. Yeah, it, it really bugs the editor to, to come in and say, um, who wrote this? Which one of you did it? And I went, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. Because, uh, uh, and that's that's the trick. And I, we've had, had that comment several times where somebody says, I can't tell when you transition from, how do you guys do that? And then, um, I'll go ahead and give you the secret that uh, we have a, a patent pending technique called literary ping pong. And that's where we, uh, we bat the story back and forth and it gets polished and honed and uh, to a nice, uh, a nice satisfying uh, read for the reader. And uh, the characters come through the way we imagined uh, and temper that with the, uh, within the story to be able to give a, uh, uh, a very satisfying read. Well, that I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to ask how is it that you guys can come up with that and make it so smooth where your reader 
isn't noticing the difference between one writer and the other and you just answered that so that's actually really cool and this is this is super fun to talk to a writing duo um, to see how how your brains work and such so I know that you're both you know you're in the technology field you're very very well versed in in much of it way more than I ever would be but when your stories are coming together, do you both come up with a story or a plot together? Or does one just say, oh my gosh, I just had this major light bulb moment. Let's sit down and I want to tell you about it. So it's actually both. Um, so we, we often rough out where we want a, a book to go or where we want even a short story to go because we actually do short stories as well. Um, and, and so we rough it out. We, we want to start here. We want to end up here. But as we're going along, Things sometimes don't speak the way or our characters, you know, decide they have a mind of their own. Okay. They, they actually do. We may change it up in between and, and, you know, we've come up before and started telling a story and all of a sudden a character takes us in a different direction and, and a, a chapter comes out that really doesn't necessarily fit where it was put. So it gets moved and shifted along. And, and we've done that more than one time. But your characters... How do they come about? Are they something? Now, other authors I've spoken to, they say their characters just live in their mind or they just show up and they're like, oh, here's another one. Here's a new, a new person I have to add into my series or my stories. And I know for me, the, that stories and characters come to me when I'm out walking my dog. They'll just kind of flood my brain. How does that, Rox, I'll start with you first. How do characters come to you? They come in, in lots of different ways. When I started Factor, um, it really was just a, a guy that was trying to survive on his own. He was recently, he lost his family and he was, he was already a technologist, already you know a geek with unhoned social skills and thought about things in a very, very different way. Um, but then we added characters along the way because they do, they pop in. Or we actually sit and say, you know, we need to have a bad guy in this kind of a light. What, what, how do we create that? And, I mean, Charles, you've recently done that on one that we're currently working on where we have a brand new person that just didn't exist a couple of days ago. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes that's the, you know, you, well, I'll wake up in the morning and, and I'll call her and, and then say, give her my, the four most terrifying words in my vocabulary. I have an idea. <laughs> and so uh, when I do that, she's like, okay, let me strap myself in. Let's hear it. And so a lot of times it's like, that's, uh, let's, let, let's see where that, that takes us. Sometimes, you know, those, those characters will, uh, will grow legs. The story will, you know, uh, take us off, you know, down the uh, sidebar that we'd never even thought of because the story says, this is where it needs to go. So, um, in, in answer to the question, where do some of these characters come from? Some of them are people we know, we've known, or, or there's maybe a characteristics is probably a better way to be able to put it. Rox and I have been on, uh, on, on talk shows before where on this one TV where we were being interviewed, much like we're doing now. And the, she asked the same question, where do you get your characters? And I thought, well, we're always looking for characters. And I, I kind of did this look and I said, now uh, I'm, we're always looking for a new evil femme fatale, uh, do you have a resume, ma'am? Uh, uh, and uh, and she started. You could hear the technicians laughing in the background. Right, right. And she and she started. She's like, oh, uh, uh, and, and then I added just just to 
Giger one more time. I will need references, though. Okay, so they pop in from most unlikely places. So, have you folks ever ran into a day or a time period where one of you, and I hate using, I don't like writer's block because for me, it's not blocked. It's just I'm emotionally not invested enough to do it that day. Do you guys have one of you while you're in the midst of getting a story written down and you're going gangbusters and then one of you just has a day. It's like, you know what? Nothing's coming to me. The characters aren't, I can't feel them anymore today. You know, do you have, do you have those moments? Oh yes. Uh, You know, you have to remember Kim, we work full time. So, you know, we're in our careers full time. We typically each write in the morning because that's a good fresh time to do, to do writing though. In the evening, we've been known to write as well. Um, but yes, I mean, there are times when there's so much going on in the world that it's like, okay, just can't do it. Um, and, and that's okay because we generally map out anywhere from five to 10 chapters on a, on a novel and one of us will be working on a piece of it. That's kind of, the, that's where we originally thought that having a good value of having co-authors is because we could talk through it. Yeah, and then that's uh, that's been sort of the uh, the important attributes being able to uh, and for for me, I don't know how Roxanne is. I I need to have a, a block of two hours to be able to, to get into the uh, to the mood and start crafting, and I don't want to be disturbed. And that's sometimes that's that's impractical for work. It's like, hey, quick, I got this uh, this technical problem. I need to have uh, resolved here, and uh, you know, um, uh, I don't care what you're doing. Get on this phone call. So those are, you know, those pesky customers. It just, um, you know, they, they show up all the time. That regular paycheck job, you know. Yeah. How intrusive. <laughs> well, yes and no. We're in technology. That's our profession. So sometimes it's, you know, food for thought fodder. Yeah. Well, it would be. So in your books, do you ever use something that you might be working on at work? Some of them may be from somebody's storytelling in the book we do that in some cases especially in the early novels there's a gent that absolutely loves storytelling and goes kind of off in the in the weeds that way um but yeah there are pieces of it that are part of the work cryptocurrency is something that's front page headlines um that's one of our books um even before it became a fad (laughs) no the uh, just to be fair we're under non-disclosure agreements with a lot of different corporations for the technology that we've seen. So we don't get into that because that's, that gets us back into the uh, writing the manuals, which is where we want to be from. So um, it's the, uh, it helps create the, uh, give us the, the tools to be able to build attention and the friction in the story that, uh, that you know, is looking for the, the resolution. So um, it's not about the technology so much. Yeah, it provides the problems, but it's, uh, it's how the people deal with it. The, uh, um, the the problem. So how far do you see the series going? Wow, well, is that a yeah. good question, Kim? Really timely. So we've been debating that. So right now there's 12 books in, in the Enigma series. The last book opens the door for the younger kids, the next generation of kids in, in, in the R group. So we've been debating back and forth about actually stopping that series and then starting the Enigma Heirs as the next series, which will have 
a different group. And part of that is because I didn't want to have a book 13. I can understand that. What about you, Charles? Um, I guess I don't want a book 13 either. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I think starting uh, a new series, you know, an heirs series, that's an awesome idea. Well, and when we, uh, we launched it, we, what we had was a lot of, uh, uh, child prodigies that have, uh, uh, were, were part of the, uh, the lineage from the uh, the original uh, the, the current group and so another one of those events where like i wouldn't have thought to do it that way but the story told us well, this is what we're doing hey you want to go along or not so you know we got the uh, uh we got in uh, fairly well cemented it in the uh, in number 12 and it was a uh, it was such a very satisfying story because it it gave the uh, some of the the original founders a chance to do the exit and bring the the new uh what I'd call the young pups up on stage and put them in place. Okay, so there's a potential for a new series coming up. What other, and you write other types of books, haven't you, outside of the Enigma series? Well, yeah, we've, we've done a lot with the, uh, the short stories um, as sort of, uh, and, it, and, the, and the big stories, the big books, uh, big novels, there's, uh, there's usually some question from somebody or there's not room for the some of the backstory that we could have put in and it makes swell short stories and it helped point traffic towards like hey if you like the short story go see where um, where this will lead you to and so uh, we found a lot of uh, a lot of people enjoy that they may not want the uh, you know the three or four hundred pages on the uh, the big books but they you know they'll chew through 80 or 60 to 80 pages uh, on a short story and just say tasty stuff like it mm -hmm. Yeah, those bite-sized stories. Those are fun, too. I love those. Yep. I like yeah, and last year, we released um, something that was a historical novel or no novella um, called Out of Poland. And we did that again at, at the request of fans who said, you know, how did, how did the R group actually get started and why did it get started? So, so that's how Out of Poland was created. And it, to be honest with you, it originally was a very small short story, but we found it, it just did not have the right tension. It didn't go far enough. So we actually killed the short story and created the novella. So anybody who has that short story, you know, that's a. That's actually a prequel to the, uh, to the, to the, the main series. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, all right, Charles, what is one thing as an author that you do that your fans probably don't know about? Hmm. I have been known to uh, do um, endurance water skiing from Baja to, uh, you know, uh, uh, to the, uh, the south, the uh, southern tip of uh, South America um, nonstop. So those are the, that's the kind of thing I like to, uh, to try to, you know, push the envelope on. So uh, what endurance water skiing is a, is a big, it's a big hobby there. Well, there it is. Are, are, are you, being truthful? <laughs> I make stories up all the time, young lady. I'm watching your face. Now, I, folks, I know you can only, you know, you can only hear us, but I'm watching his face and I'm like, is he being truthful? <laughs> you know, he could look you straight in the eye and tell you a story and you would buy it hook, line, and sinker. I promise you. <laughs> okay, so endurance water skiing, folks. That's what he likes to do in his spare time. <laughs> so, Rox, what do you have? Do you have a quirk or something like that your fans might not know of? 
So some people like to sing in the shower. I like to turn up the music and, and just sing when no one's around. Preferably if I'm mowing the lawn. That's my, you know, because I any note I hit is perfect. Oh, so we have another person that's telling the absolute 100% truth. <laughs> that is the, that is honestly the truth. I do like to do that. But lawn mowing is the best way because nobody else can hear the notes. That's right. That's right. Hey, I sing all the time. doesn't matter where I'm at. I sing in the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. And I, I actually I do that. <laughs> but see, you have a voice. I, I know my limitations. <laughs> so what is, okay, back to you, Charles. If you were to write any other type of book, what type of book would you write if, it, if you were just writing one on your own for yourself? Probably on uh, historical facts. Um, I, I like the uh, uh, World War II. Um, the, uh, the Eastern campaigns, the, uh, uh, so I've done so much research on it, uh, it, it, it finds its way into the, our current books, but, uh, pleasure reading for me is, um, history and in particular, the, uh, the race for the, uh, the atomic weapons, um, apparently it was, there was far closer of a race than what I ever realized from some of the research I've done. So, um, good topics to be able to be aware of, cause it, uh, it helps dictate, um, your, uh, your attitude towards real life, today's life. Yes, if, if more people would only look back and learn from it. We don't do that. We can't seem to get that going. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And that's very unfortunate. So, Rox, if you write a book on your own today or start one today, what type of book would it be that you would want to write? If I could write a really good, satisfying romance novel, that's what I would like to do. I have... That's my favorite read. I'm, and I read lots of different genres. I do lots of book reviews for, for various genres. And I, I like, you know, I like lots of things. There's a couple I just won't read, but, but mostly I'm, I'm pretty versatile. But I'd love to write a good, you know, saucy romance novel that just has everybody swooning and wanting more wine and more candles. And I haven't done it yet, though. I like that. So well, folks, uh, I'd like to hear. Uh, I'd like to hear. I'd, li I'd like to hear a little more about that. Uh, <laughs> saucy. <laughs> she wants to write a saucy romance. Well, you know what? Hey, folks out there listening, you know, keep your eye out. You never know what rocks might be tossing out there in the sauciness aspect. <laughs> well, both of you, time has flown. We're, we're about out of time here, and I have a lot of other questions I'd love to ask, but we're, as I said, running short. So if one of you or both share where folks that are listening can find all of your books and anything they want to learn about you guys, your books, what's coming next, what's coming up next, and all that good stuff. I'll start. Okay. So enigmaseries.com, our website, will probably give everyone the best starting point. You can certainly purchase books there. We do sign and ship them if it's a paperback. Um, there are links to where you can purchase eBooks. We sell audibles off of our site. But additionally, you can certainly get our stories at Amazon. In fact, that's the only place you can get all of the eBooks is on Amazon. Um, Barnes and Noble, uh, the audibles are out on several different venues because we just started transitioning those. Um, so, so that's probably the best, but there are free downloads off the website. You can find us and follow us and, you know, subscribe to our YouTube channel because we got lots of videos out there. 
What did I miss, Mr. B? Um, if you're a, if you're an email type person, you can always go to uh, authors at uh, enigmaseries.com. That'll uh, that'll get uh, put you in uh, in direct uh, direct connection uh, to us. Um, the uh, the audibles we didn't uh, really talk too much about them. Um, uh, just I'll caution you, we didn't write we didn't read them. Okay, we don't uh, we're not that kind of vain per person that says I'm I'm so good I can I you're gonna love my voice. I know better. And so does Roxanne. So we have a voice actor who is the the voice of the uh, of the series. Uh, he's a uh, an amazing individual. I think you'd like the, uh, that. And the, uh, some of the uh, the stuff that Roxanne mentioned off the uh, the website, the free downloads. There's some uh, uh, technical advice we offer to people from a writing standpoint, and also uh, you know how to be able to manage passwords and uh, keeping yourself safe on the internet. So good good topics, good information uh, to help keep you safe. That we'd like to give back to the uh, to the community. Awesome! So you've got amazing books out there, as well as advice, practical advice for everybody that reads your books and anybody else that they can use in their daily lives. This has been awesome, you guys. Thank you so much for joining me on Let Fear Bounce. This has been a great pleasure. Yeah, yeah thank and, you. It's, it has for us as well. And and remember our tagline: Technology is today's weapon of choice. It is profound, profound, sir. <laughs> Everybody you, out there, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Let Fear Bounce. This is Kim Langling, your host, signing off for now. Each week on Wednesday, folks, you can listen in to a new episode with all of my amazing guests from all over the world. Again, Kim Langling, your host of Let Fear Bounce. Everybody be well, stay well, and be blessed.